Hello and welcome to SEO is not that hard. I'm your host, Ed Dawson, the founder of keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. In today's episode, I'm going to cover the story of broadband.co.uk and how we created, ran and exited the site over the course of 18 years and the ups and downs along the way. So in the previous episode, I discussed how I got into SEO when I was working at a digital agency and was told it was now my job to be the SEO expert. So even though I didn't know much about SEO at the time, I had to learn quite quick. The next part of the journey was uh, launching Broadband at Code UK and how we went on to build it into one of the leading broadband comparison sites in the UK. But let's step back to the beginning. So the company I worked for at the time was called Broadband Communications. And um, at the time, broadband meant nothing. But then around about 2004, broadband came to be, uh, mean home internet uh, delivered via broadband. So, of course, that meant with our site, website being broadband at code UK for the agency, people started contacting us asking to get broadband installed, which we obviously didn't do. Um, and this became more of a problem with more people contacting. So the decision was made to rebrand the agency. With this decision made, it now meant, what do we do with the domain name broadband.co.uk, which obviously has now developed some value, what with broadband becoming a new technology. Now, Fiona, who was one of the directors at the time and is now actually my wife since 2007, um, had the idea of creating a comparison site to compare broadband providers side by side which was quite a new idea at the time. Comparison sites are you know, very common now, but back then it was quite a novel idea. Um, but we had then had a question of how to monetize it. And that was where we discovered affiliate marketing. We'd kind of been aware of affiliate marketing beforehand as the agency because we had clients who um, had affiliates working for them. So we'd, we knew it was a kind of a thing, but we, we were, it was still quite new to us. So um, that became the plan a comparison site comparing broadband providers and then monetizing with affiliate commissions so we built what was in hindsight quite a basic website that did actually cover um the majority of the major broadband suppliers that were available at the time and we managed to find an api that we could hook hook up to that gave us availability um, area by area because at the time broadband wasn't necessarily available everywhere um, so it was a nice little tool that just let you put your postcode in and you could check whether broadband was available in your area. So that was quite neat. But the rest of the content was, was still quite basic. I mean, to be fair, broadband itself was quite basic that then, so there wasn't a lot to say. So we got this site built, and there's obviously the case of how we're going to get traffic to it. Um, now, the previous site, when it was a web agency, was just about the web agency. There was nothing about the technology broadband. So... You know that wasn't really getting any natural traffic. Um, now on the agency side, we'd done quite a lot of PPC. Not something I'd done myself personally, but we've got like um, paid marketing consultants um, on on one side of the agency, and so they they took it um, and ran with running as PPC, which obviously gathered traffic, um, but it was very hard, very very hard to make it turn a profit. Um, you know the, the margin was very small and it needed a lot of money um, relative to the size of the agency we were at the time to actually be able to um, 
you know get the traffic and, and make a profit um so actually what really happened was it just ended up making a slight loss all the time so with the fact that it was making this loss most of the um, people involved uh, started to lose interest because obviously the um, the website was owned by all the partners of the agency um whereas myself and fiona we were looking at it and we could see that the um, SEO traffic, the organic traffic, was starting to pick up slightly, and that that side was actually starting to generate sales by itself. So we could see that there was maybe an opportunity here to to ditch the PPC and concentrate purely on organic, and that then it might be able to turn a profit. So we approached the other partners and offered to buy the site out from them. Um, and they were they were more than happy to do this, and uh, so a price was agreed, and we bought it out. And at that point, I actually decided to leave the agency myself and concentrate on Broadband Credit UK full time. So yeah, we packed up the PPC, and I concentrated purely on improving the on-page and off-page SEO, um, creating a lot of content, and trying to improve the functionality of the site, make it. Um, a lot more in depth in what it covered, um, and yeah, really working on on building that traffic and turning it profitable, which it actually did. We, you know, we turned the PPC off and immediately went profitable on a small scale. At the time, I wasn't really paying myself anything, um, a very minimal amount. I paid myself, and the, the key thing we wanted to do was to pay back the debt that we had to take on to uh, buy the website out, and we did that within I think about six to eight months. We actually we'd actually paid all the debt off um, and we're actually starting to um, put money in the bank so that was really really good so we were our actual play uh, worked out and we we became purely concentrating SEO um, and it got to the point within a couple of years where we could actually build a small team around it so I had another developer come in to help um, and you know we could could get a designers looking at it to get the better design um, and yeah you know it was, it, we, we built a nice little business out of this um, but obviously when it came to SEO back in sort of the mid to late 2000s um, I'd say it was probably a little less cut and dried compared to now as to where the boundaries of white hat grey hat black hat were especially when it came to link building and you know at the time we did lots of you know paid link buying um, and uh, link campaigns that nowadays would be considered really spammy things like um, forum um, posts uh, blog commenting uh, so we commented on blogs where the blog would give you a backlink and you could put the backlink in um, and you know, literally out and out buying links on other, you know, for many years, while Google had started to say this was not acceptable and they would penalise it, they, they didn't really have the capability to do it. So everyone, all our competitors, pretty much were all buying links. And if you wanted to compete, you had to buy links. Now, obviously, Google, as we now know, advanced their capabilities quite a lot and then uh, you know we started to see penalties in the you know algorithmic penalties come in we first got hit by panda in 2011 and that was where some of the content that we'd done that was quite thin 
which worked to attract traffic, um, all of a sudden didn't. So we were getting hit by Panda, and that was obviously not affecting the, the thin content. Um, it, it was affecting other parts of the site as well. So we started to see a dip in traffic, and it wasn't terrible, but it was noticeable. But then the worst was to come when in uh, April 2012, we got hit by Penguin. And we went from ranking number one for the term broadband in the UK to, I think we showed up at position 900 and something. And our, our, we literally lost 99% of our Google traffic overnight. Now, we were lucky for a couple of reasons. At the time, Bing still drove a, a bit more traffic than it possibly does now in Yahoo. We were also getting a reasonable amount of direct typing traffic. Um, so, you know, it, we lost, I say, 99% of Google, which translated to about 70% overall of our traffic. But, you know, that was, that was huge. Um, and it put us in a really, really awkward position. Um, luckily, we'd built up reserves. So cash flow, while it was negative, we could, we had some runway to keep going for a bit. But we had to immediately completely reconsider our entire strategy we had to completely think about what we did for content and also what to do about link building all these toxic links we'd now got and been penalized for and yeah it was a case of you know I, I really didn't know what to do it was it was it was such a big problem and I just felt completely stuck now this was the point that our knight in shining armor appeared um, a guy called Carl Hendy who was uh, an SEO freelancer at the time. I'd met uh, at some SEO meetups I'd been to a few years earlier and we'd just kept in touch. Um, he'd been working for uh, a, an SEO agency called AIMA. And at this point he was working for himself. And he just got in touch to say, I noticed that uh, your website's been hit. And I was like, yeah, big time. Um, I have no idea what we're going to do. And he just said, well, maybe I can help. And we had a chat, he suggested some ideas and in the end we just you know, hired him to completely look at the problem for us. And he um, came up with a complete new um, strategy and page designs for our content um, to help with the issues we'd had with Panda. And he also helped with the disavow process um, to sort of get rid of all the toxic links we've got and all the um, all the reconsideration requests that we put into um, Google to get that penguin penalty lifted. Now, it took some time. Um, you know, these things don't get fixed overnight, but it actually worked. You know, Carl's recommendations and his help basically pulled us out of that hole, and it took a few months um but we started and the first thing that started to come back was the review pages where we had pages where we reviewed broadband providers and let other people um put in their their reviews and that was one of the first areas that we redesigned based on his recommendations and that started to pull in traffic again um, and then over time more and more areas of the site that we worked on started to pull in more and more traffic and it, it got to the point where um when we regained our rankings, we actually we get gained more rankings. Our actual traffic went up by a factor over the next couple of years, by a factor of about five or six. So his advice and what we learned from him 
um, was absolutely phenomenal. So all I can say is thank you, Carl. You were amazing. So with the content strategy working and fixed and um, Panda not being an issue, now we obviously, as I mentioned, we got did all the reconsideration requests for Penguin. We did a lot, a lot of outreach, asking people to remove toxic links where we could, um, and then obviously disavowing the ones that weren't available. Then, you know, we just looked at this and we're like, we are never, ever, ever going to do that kind of link buying again. It's just not worth the hassle. Um, we need something that is a lot more sustainable. Um, and this is where we went. Which we just made the decision. We were just going to rely completely on natural links from now on. Um, I know there's a lot of people in the SEO world that say, you know, if you don't buy links, then you're not competing. If you don't buy links, then you're never going to rank. Um, it's just not true. I mean, it it can work. Buying links can work. Buying links can help you rank, but it comes with risks, and you need to appreciate those risks. And you know, we'd built something up to a proper business. We had employees that relied on us. You know, we got mortgages, things like that. You know, we got commitments. We we couldn't just risk that on chasing short-term gains. So we decided that's it. We're going to go on the completely natural route and we're just going to make sure that we build a site that naturally attracts links. And that's what we've done and that's what we did ever since uh, 2012. And you can go and look at that backlink history. If you, you, can, you can use any of the tool, the backlink checker tools. You can see the kind of links that um, it's built up, that site is built up over time. And they're all completely natural. And it means it's whenever... You know, Google says it's going to crack down on on links or core updates where they're cracking down on links, those kind of things. We've come through them without having to worry quite so much. I mean, I wouldn't say we never worried at a core update. Everyone always worries that there's something in a core update that's going to get you. But at least we knew that links was one thing we didn't have to worry about. And um, yeah, I think we're living proof that, you know, that that can work. And we've done that with all our other sites we've launched since. We've always relied on natural linking we've never gone out there to buy links um, because the risk just isn't worth it and it actually makes you build better sites if you decide you know I've, I, if I'm going to only get links naturally I've really got to work at this we've really got to make sure that we put out it's good otherwise people won't link to it so with our panda and penguin issue sorted our link building being all natural um, you know, we just continued to own and operate the site for the next uh, few years. And over time, we generated millions in sales for the broadband providers and we made millions in commissions. So, you know, we were very, very happy with it. But there was still a nagging doubt. Um, you know, you've been hit once. Um, means all your eggs are in one basket as it was, you know. And I was also had the nagging doubt, you know, was I a one-trick pony? Was, you know, what someone might say is, well, with a domain name like that, then obviously you're going to be able to do really well. So we started in I think it was 2016 to divert, diversify into other uh, affiliate sites, um, not based on premium domain names, um, not based on any dodgy link buying, um, but just seeing if we could repeat the formula of excellent content, excellent experiences, um, but in other niches. And um, yeah, it worked like I say it was maybe a little bit slower necessarily than if we just 
you know, if we tried to do anything a bit more dodgy. But again, we wanted this to be something defensible and long term. Um, and with that diversification, obviously it also improved our income, but it also meant that all our eggs were no longer in one basket. So again, it helps you sleep easier at night. And I know some people say you should only concentrate on one thing and just go for the one thing and don't try and diversify. Um, well, maybe those people who are given that advice are the people that did that and have never had any issues. Um, trust me, if once you've had issues, it's once bitten, twice shy, you want to make sure that you've got a backup, that there's something there, if something goes wrong with your main income, that you've got another income on the side. So anyway, but this this fact that we're diversified also meant that we didn't rely on Royal Barnett Credit UK anymore, which meant that actually we didn't need to hold on to it to keep our income. We could actually, if we wanted to, sell the asset, which is something that we discussed now and again, but we never actually put it on the market because we had no real need to. Now, fast forward to 2021, we actually... Um, got approached via our old friend Cole Hendy who helped us out in the first place um, he um, made an intro to a company called Genie Ventures now we knew Genie Ventures uh, a little bit because they ran another um, broadband comparison website in the UK and they're very familiar with our sector uh, and everything that we're doing so they actually turned out to be um, a really good potential um, sale partner and after lots of discussions and lots and lots of legals, um, we actually eventually sold them in an all-cash deal in uh, summer 2021, just over two years ago. Uh, now I can't reveal the exact details due to confidentiality agreements that come along with these things. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely, definitely got a deal that we were happy with. Um, and allowed us to take a good chunk of money off the table um, while still having our other sites um, providing us with a, a nice stable income. Um, so, you know, I mean, all success to the guys at um, Broadband Genie and Genie Ventures. You know, they're still operating the site. It still looks very similar to what it did when we owned it. Um, they've, you know, they've, I'm sure they've done some tweaks. I'm not completely sure. Uh, on all the different things they've done but yeah that they, they seem happy um and you know it's still ranking really well um you know it still ranks really well on loads of competitive terms so it's great to see that um and it was great to to have that exit and um you know make room for other ventures so what do we do post exit well like i say we still operate our other affiliate sites and you know we've grown those uh, worked on those and added um some extra sites since then um, I've also allowed us to spend more time uh, renovating the farm that we bought. We bought that previous. It wasn't. We didn't buy the farm because of the sale, but it, yeah, we were halfway through renovating uh, this farm, and it allowed me for time to uh, work on managing that and and getting that done. There's probably stuff I'll talk about more of that in the future. Um, but the main thing that we've we've done since then is we've. Um, uh, launched keywordspeopleuse.com who obviously sponsors this podcast because that's our business and um, it was really given us the time and the space to build that based upon the systems and processes we set up to build and rank content with Broadband at Code UK and our future sites. Now, I'm not going to go into full details about what keywords people use 
does right now because um, this isn't an advert for it um, and it's too there's too much in there to, to sort of get in, in in this episode I want this episode to be about the Broadbonnet Cut UK story um, but obviously this is where it ends because if it wasn't for Broadbonnet UK being sold then we wouldn't have been in the position to have the time and energy to launch keywords people use so it's just worth mentioning at the end here hopefully that's given you uh, a good flavor of where we came from the story of um how we accidentally really ended up starting a comparison website working out how to monetize it how to make it profitable taking it on by ourselves um how we got out of the problems caused by Google to us um, and the help that we got from that and, and how we then turned that around, diversified and then ultimately exited um, the business and how it's given us a runway for future things. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe, share. It really helps. SEO is not that hard. It's brought to you by keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to find the questions people ask online. See why thousands of people use us every day. Try it today for free at keywordspeopleuse.com. If you want to get in touch or have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Channel 5 on Twitter, or you can email me at podcast at keywordspeopleuse.com. Bye for now, and see you in the next episode of SEO is Not That Hard.